Another episode, you say? Absolutely. Sponsored by who, you ask? PMA, as always. Positive mental attitude. We kick those negative Nancys and grumpy old grandpas to the curb, and we channel our inner positive poly and move towards that positivity. Each and every day, PMA. We have a wonderful guest on the podcast. Enough of me talking. Let's talk about the one and only Sarah Urban. She has a really good story, and she is so good at telling it. You're going to really enjoy this episode, the ups and downs of life, how she went from being a makeup artist for the movies to being a high-level, at-the-top athlete to everything in between with all the struggles and heartbreak that life can give you and how she overcame all the different obstacles in her life. You're not going to want to miss this episode. I'll let her explain the rest of it. So please, without any further delay, enjoy Sarah Urban. It's been a while, huh? It has. Since we've talked. It's been a long time. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I sent a few text messages, but that's about it. Like, yeah. it was short. Well, life has been crazy for the both of us. That's for sure. A lot of changes. For sure. <laughs> Why don't you explain to everybody listening, I guess, who you are? Um, well, I am Sarah. Um, can you say my last name? If you want to. Yes, Sarah Urban. Um, I uh, am a longtime friend of Kim and Aaron. Longtime friend. Yeah, longtime. Yep. I met Sarah, I guess, when I was going through a real rough patch. And I walked into the gym, and she just happened to give me a tip on some pull-ups. And then I joined the gym because I thought she was so awesome, and she immediately left the gym. <laughs> That's pretty much the way it worked out. But well, we stayed friends. Because <laughs> we were friends outside of the gym. We did. We did. It, did. it wasn't like I just abandoned you. <laughs> but yeah, that's about how much we yep. went down. Yeah. That's about it. Well, we're going to go, let's go way back okay. and start. Let's tell stories about who Sarah Urban really is, I guess. Oh, man. You're going deep. Because it's pretty crazy how, and I got to thinking about this. Kim actually came up with, like, she was like, I think you ought to talk to her about this stuff. And, which she comes up with mostly ideas. Hmm. But when she said it, it just started clicking in my head immediately. California Mm -hmm. makeup artist. Mm -hmm. Into that, very good at it. Yeah. Left that dream and came to College Station, Texas. From. Well, I was in College Station before, so I, um, gosh, it had to have been in what, like 2003, maybe, and when I did my stint in California. So I was here in College Station. Um, Chris and I were both here. We were, uh, we, we were married and, um, I had a life changing event and, um, kind of a come to Jesus moment and decided to step outside the box and do something that I just had always wanted to do, but was terrified to do. And that was pursue a, um, career as a makeup artist. So what better place to train for that than California, Southern California. So, um, packed up and went to Southern California. Chris stayed here, um, went to school, was still in school. And then, um, I was there for about six months and loved it, loved, loved learning in that environment, but also realized that, um, I wasn't cut out for, or my husband wasn't cut out for LA life. So while I'm learning like makeup artistry and getting better at the trade, knowing that staying in LA, being an onset makeup artist is not something that I'm going to pursue. So how can I bring that avenue, bring that back to Texas and like pursue it and, um, you know, build your own portfolio or career. And that was the plan. And then, um, I 
when I came back from California, I went to Dallas and um, we were going to set up shop there. Chris had gone through his internship and we got a job offer and that's where life was going to go. It was called Station. I mean, it was Dallas, Texas. Like that's where we were going to be. And um, he had one more semester back here in College Station to finish. And then, so I was in Dallas, he was here finishing school. And then he got um, a job offer from the company that he had currently worked for. And it was kind of like one of those, hey, I don't know, you don't know, we just started this business, like, we, we know that we want to have you with us and, and go on this ride with us, so take a chance on us and stay. And he said yes, and I was furious because <laughs> I moved to Dallas to start this fabulous makeup artist crew and build my brand and build my business, and now you're saying, wait, I have to come back to College Station, Texas? Like, what? What? So um, we came back, and... You know, fast forward how many years later, it was totally the right decision, but in the moment it was hard to see. And so coming back to College Station really made me reflect and say, like, okay, is this something that I, is this a passion that I love doing, but don't want to be committed to for financial security? Because, you know, when you're, when you have to make X amount of dollars, it takes the, like, the passion away from it because you're like, I have to book a wedding. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to like, I need five more weddings to make what I need to make. And that's just like really stressful. I love doing makeup and that's how I wanted it to stay. So I stayed freelance for quite some time. I mean, I still get freelance work to this day. I'm not always doing, um, I'm not as busy as I once was, but that's my choice, you know, because I, I want to always love to do makeup. Yeah. It's kind of crazy you say that. Cause I talked to uh, my friend, Jason Reyna, about it on the, one of the other episodes is he's a really good photographer. Kim's a really good photographer and used to do that as like their profession, mm-hmm. but they love taking pictures. Right. And when you do the weddings and you, you making the money, like you're dealing with these people, it takes the joy out of your hobby. Absolutely. It takes the joy out of your passion. So you can have a passion without wanting to make it your vocation. For sure. And there's something, you know, follow your dreams, do something you love. Well, there's a ton of there's a ton of things that I love to do, and makeup is one of them. However, I don't want that to be my source of income because I, like you said, want to I want to keep that joy in my life. It's so. still pretty crazy. I didn't know that part of this, like that you guys were already married. You went out to California, oh, yeah. and you were separated that long and made that work, and then you come back. You're in Dallas uh-huh. doing the same thing. You're still separated from each other that distance, even though three hours now you're closer. Uh-huh. But then you made that work all because you had a dream to be makeup artist. Yeah. Well, we were actually separated before because before I left to go to California, he was on his internship in Dallas. So I was in Cal- I was in College Station. <laughs> he was in Dallas. He came back. I went to California. Like, yeah. So we uh-huh. spent the first probably five years of our marriage, like, on and off in the sense of we were not in the same location for very long. So how did he work around you having a dream of being out there? Totally supportive. Totally supportive. Like you would really fly out there? And no, we actually or... didn't see each other at all. The really? whole time that I was there, we didn't see... Because we were broke. We just got married. Like, me being out there was a financial... Like, financially hard on us anyways. My parents totally helped helped me in that moment. But, like, no, we didn't have the means for him to come out or me to come back like it would be now. So, for five months, five and a half months... I didn't see him. We talked on the phone, but that was it. That was before FaceTime and like all <laughs> yeah. these things that you can do now. Like yeah. we just we just had, you know, phone relationship. But back 
you know, rewind even further, that's what our whole relation, that's what the beginning of our relationship was. We lived in our part when we started dating. So we all, we had a really good foundation of, you know, being able to be separate because that's how it started. And handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, mean, it's kind of incredible is to port your dream. Like you just get married. Hey, now I'm not going to see you for five months. Yeah. I've already done this long distance thing. I mean, it speaks to both of you really. Chris, for sure to be like, yeah, go follow your dream, you yeah. know, and then you being able to do that and y'all having that relationship, but it's really cool you, that you both work together and you said yes to following the dream. Yeah. But then that dream goes away. Right. Like you, so now some, you know, you've worked into, well, is this really my passion or not? Cause I'm mad that I have to be in college station, but now I'm wondering if really that's it. So you switch gears and find a different dream. Right. Basically, right? right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did, for sure. I didn't find that dream for a while. There was a, and enter how I know Kim, is in the interim between makeup artists and what I do currently, I um, went back to Old Faithful, which was um, HEB. It's where I started working when I was 16 years old and amazing company to work for. But that's how I met Kim. And that's where Kim and I's relationship, you know, flourished was through our career with HEB. And we've just stayed friends even beyond that. Um, but I worked at HEB for a while, and as I, as I was ending my career with HEB, I found the fitness industry um, by, for no other reason other than I had to get healthy and I had to change my life because I was severely overweight. I had just had my son. He was a year old at the time when I, when I found CrossFit, and um, he, I just knew something had to change. It was 265 pounds, not pregnant, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Just knew that like it was this is this is not the life that I wanted to live, and so um, one of Kim and I's mutual friends had been like bugging me to work out, and so I was like, oh my god, I'm just gonna shut her up and go do it, and so I did, and it was weird because for the first time in my life, I found my strength, like my physical strength. So even though I was deconditioned and overweight and and the worst space possible, I was still strong, and that was pretty cool to be like hey, you've been doing this for a really long time and I just started and I can do the same. I can't do it as fast, but I can pick up the same weights as you can, you know? And um, I don't know why, and I still to this day think about it, why it stuck because it was never meant to. I was working out at 5 a.m. in the morning. Like anybody that knows me knows that like that is absolutely absurd thing to think. Like out of control. And, but I showed up. Every single day at 5 a.m. Because I had accountability. I had people that were looking for me, waiting for me, and encouraging me to do it, you know? And then... And also motivated. Like, you're motivated to get in shape. And this thing is, like, it fits your... That thing you were looking for. For sure. So, whatever it is, what... You know, just say fitness in general. Whatever you're you're having fun, you found it, and you stuck with it, but you're also motivated for outside reasons other than... Sure. It wasn't anything to be an athlete or anything like that. It was just yeah. to get it, you know, just to lose some weight so you can hang around and play with your kid. Yeah, I found my why, and my why was my son. Longevity yeah. with my son. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, he's going to be active, and I've got to be able to keep up. So i got to do something now so I can get ahead of the game, basically, is what it was. Like, that's where it started. And then, wow. <laughs> Nine years later. <laughs> Nine years later, what, two regional appearances? Three regional appearances? Three. Three? One on Three. team, two individual, right? Well, so two two on team, um, on the floor team, and one individual, but I qualified two years as individually. I just went at a team that year. 
Yeah. That was team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you went to regionals actually once on a team and two as individual. But you qualified all three years as, indi- right. as individual. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah. The incredible part about that, if you think about it, just knowing you, <laughs> is so you've set your mind to being a makeup artist and that's going well. Right. And then the gear changes and now you've set your mind to losing weight. Mm-hmm. And that chained off into, oh, now I want to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. So to be that athlete and to make it to something as big as this competition, this whatever it is in general, but this big competition, mm-hmm. you have to learn a bunch of things that you're not good at. Right. Right. You know, because it's, it's everything encompassed in that, not just you're strong. We all know that. Like, we right. all know you're strong. Right. That's anybody's like, oh, wow, she lifts more than me and I'm a 250 pound <laughs> guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but you had to learn. Uh, gymnastics things and all sorts of different skills that are not easy for you to come by. Not at 28 years old. Like when I found it, I'm 28. (laughs) So like that's crazy to think that you start your athletic competitive career at 28 years old. But, you know, I think because of I had, you know, the age, it helped in the sense of facing fears. Like you knew that like, okay, a muscle up is something that's absolutely terrifying just in it, just watching it. But then you want me to do it multiple times or under fatigue and knowing being able to, you know, talk yourself down or in the situation and just having a little bit more maturity underneath your belt, I think helped in learning those new skills, handstand walking, handstand pushups, like, you know, like helps you face fears, but if you can do that, think of all the other things that you can do that are way less scary than throwing yourself on top of rings. Like, if I can do a muscle-up, I can do pretty much anything, you know? Like, that's what made, that's what it made you feel like or makes me feel like. It's like, hey, if you can do this, you can you can achieve this goal or you can attempt this, you know? And sure. move forward. But I think that's your mindset anyway. It yeah. just makes you feel like that when you accomplish something. Yeah. Just like, yeah. it would have been like if you'd have gone on a movie set as a makeup artist right. back before. Oh, that would have been terrifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you're yeah. like, oh, if I can make it through doing this star's makeup. Sure. Yeah. I can make it through anything. Yeah. You know, I think that's like you just taking the leap to go for your dreams is the, is the incredible part about it. Like that's what is the inspiring part as well. Yeah. It's like you had a path that you were going down. It changed. Mm-hmm. And then you had another path you were going down, which is, you know, your unhealthy lifestyle. And you changed that. And you veered off again. And now you're all the way on the opposite end of that where you're an athlete. Yeah. yeah. And then it turned into business ownership. Yeah. Yeah. So finding fitness ultimately led to being an entrepreneur, which is something that I had always dreamed of. Like taking that leap of faith in myself and the people around me and opening my own CrossFit gym. <laughs> you know? And that was like, you know, you hear the word... Uh, BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, you know, something that is just, well, I love that. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. I'm going to steal do. it. <laughs> yeah, and I stole it. I, I hear it from my dibble dabble and Lululemon, you know, like that's what we big, hairy, audacious goal. That's what you base your goals and your vision around is something that's so scary that like when you actually do achieve it, you're, you're like, hell yeah. Like that, that was amazing, you know? And that was opening your own gym. You know, man, financial security goes out the window. Like, uh, time management goes out the window. People relying on you. I mean, that was, it was so scary to think of all the things that could go wrong in that moment. And for it's easy to forget what is right. Like, why you're doing it. What's your why, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I did that and ultimately that came that came to an end because I had to make a choice between um, personal and professional. You know, yeah. I, my gym was an hour away. So CrossFit, we start classes at 530 in the morning. So it's an hour away and you got to get there before class. I'm waking up at 330 in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning, every day of the week, not coming home till late in the evening and ultimately missing my son's life. Very valuable moment in my son's life. Like, time sensitive and so um come to jesus meeting and just like a really heart to heart like i think this was my purpose my purpose was to bring this to this community it's in good hands now like he's taking very very good care of it and that's good like that's what was that's what that was my path you know it's so hard to see that in the moment but that was what's supposed to happen and so now I came back to College Station, and I get to be a full-time mom, which is, like, super amazing, and I'm so blessed for that opportunity. Um, and I still get to coach CrossFit. I get to coach CrossFit, and I'm re, uh, re what is the word, like a rebirth with my own fitness. You know, my fitness took a back burner when my business started because it had to. Like, I'm the last one that gets to – work out and gets to do the things that they need to do because it's now my job to make sure that I create a, created a space for people that need that encouragement and love that I had at the beginning, you know? Yeah. So now I'm back in College Station and trying to get my fit back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, it's cool. Like, just listening to you talk, it's like re- what's really cool is to see – that all, all that stuff, the business stuff and everything, that being the athlete and following your dream this way led you into being able to be in shape to go on vacations and spend time with Ty. Absolutely. And hang out with him and do things like you went to Hawaii and you just mm-hmm. recently? Yeah. You know, what kind of things did you get into in Hawaii? Oh, my gosh. We did so much. <laughs> okay, so we did shark cage diving. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. We did shark cage diving. We I can't remember the cliff that it was, but we jumped off a cliff. Like oh, bluff feet. jumping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. bluff jumping. Yeah, yeah whatever. that's wonderful. Um, I love yes, it. And yes. it's over with like that. Yeah, and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, I want to do it again. Yeah, I know. Um, and then we we did this hike. So let me, let me preface this hike. Um, we went with some friends, and they do this hike every year. Or, I'm sorry, once a decade. Her, my friend's dad does it like once a decade and um, it's called Lonnie Poe it's not like a um, what's the word I want to say like a posted path you know you when you walk up to the start of the, tra- the trailhead it's like a chain link fence that's like pulled back and, and you go well they said you know it's going to be an all day hike not a big deal like you can do it by all day they meant nine hours uh, seven miles nine hours um, and keep in mind this is hike number one for the urban family. We've never done like we've never done this before. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a gnarly start. Yeah, so starting off like was it this, seven miles in a loop or seven miles one way and seven miles back? It was uh, three and a half. So three and a half up. Yeah. Three and a half oh, so you go up elevation. Oh my gosh! Super high. Super high. <laughs> makes it so hard. Like we touched Jesus up there. <laughs> it was so high, so high. So we had, you know, our oldest Lululemon on, and we had tennis shoes on, and we were ready to rock and roll. So as we climb, 
what happens when you climb in Hawaii. It starts the humidity mm -hmm. and it starts getting wet and so we're sliding all over the place. People don't realize how cold it gets the higher it's, you get up there. I it mean, gets it's cold. Wild. I just had no idea and we start climbing and it starts raining and we're too far to go back and I mean I had a moment of self-reflection because Ty was with us and I was like, this was not the most, this is not the best parenting decision I've made <laughs> as I'm standing here looking to my left straight down like uh. thousands of feet. Like it was, we survived. Had I not been fit or been working out, never would have made it. And the same thing goes for Ty. Like he, he worked out with us all summer long and he's been around fitness. And had we not been in the shape that we were in, there's absolutely no way we could have accomplished that. Like, yeah, there's no way it was wild. One of the best memories we'll ever have. Like now that we are down and safe, you look back and you're like, that. okay, we did that. Like that was awesome. But it was just, it was scary. There were parts where you had to the only way you could get up was with a rope, pulling your own body weight up, you know? That's awesome. It was wild. <laughs> wild. In tennis shoes. No hiking boots. Nope. No, low ankle support. We were in tennis shoes and, like, tights. That's it. What was the terrain like? Was it rocky? Or? So rocky. Oh. So rocky. Like So, both, like, the kind of, like, riprap where the rocks will fall whenever you step on the wrong one or step on a loose spot? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so it was, sketchy. And it was like mud. As you got higher, the path would be full of just muddy water. So oh. you're walking in ankle deep water, and it's completely um, grown over because it's not a it's not a well beaten path. Yeah. So you, it's a very like a remote. Yeah. yeah it, you're. Remote I mean, hike. you're literally climbing in trees and on the mountains, and there's nothing that's been there's nothing that's been up there. No one, no person that has been up there. You know. So it's just. How'd Ty handle it? He, waves of roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it was really fine. And then he got really scared as he realized how high we were going. And he mm -hmm. wanted to go back. And we were like, dude, we're, we, we're too far. Like, we can't. Because we were with a group of people. And then we get to the top. And it was supposedly like the top is like, you know, what makes it worth it. The 360 view of the island, and it's gorgeous and beautiful. However, we were in the middle of a cloud, and it was raining, so you couldn't see anything. So we get up there, and we don't even get the view. Um, on the way back, he loosened up a little bit and had a little bit more fun going down, going, you know, sliding on his butt in the mud and getting dirty. He had yeah. a good time, but it was definitely a roller coaster emotions, but not just for him, for everyone. I cried. I was like, you do this anymore? Why are we doing this? I want to go back. That's hilarious. I know. It oh was wild. Gosh. Wild. For well, sure. I mean, but I find on those, like, those sort of hikes, yeah, and adventures like that, period, Some the reason they make such good memories is because you go through kind of like a little struggle, uncomfortable part. Yeah. And that's kind of been your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You've gone sure. through like a little, everything is included in uncomfortableness, like a little uncomfortable part. And then you look at it and you have two options. Like you can just kind of quit or you can go, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And then when you get done with that, when it's all over with, it just makes the journey of whatever you're right. on so much more. Like, like you said, you have stories. You yeah. have stories to, from 
forever. Absolutely. Of you crying and Ty's <laughs> roller coaster emotions, and then yeah. Chris is just like, "Hey, man, whatever." Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Just, <laughs> Which that's what I assume Chris is like. Yeah, he's just like, "Come you. on, you're fine. Everybody's fine. Come <laughs> on." Because he's not even a fitness guy. No, I know, I know. Well, you know, in that moment, you go into a little bit of mom mode, and you're like, "What are we doing?" This is unsafe. This is not like we don't have the appropriate attire on. Like this is not okay, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I think you said it great. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Like it just those are those moments that that stick with you because you overcame a struggle and yeah. now it now you created a memory and that's really cool. That's I mean I look back on all my stuff that's happened and the bad things and the good things, but obviously all, all those little all the things that I thought were devastating at the time brought. It went not just full circle. It went way above the other yeah. side. It was like I had to go through that to get to this. And so it just made the whole – I appreciate it. I Absolutely. appreciate the journey. So, I, I mean, I have the story to tell. I have these sort of things. It's kind yeah. of it's, – it makes – it just makes uh, life more interesting and For sure. Well, better. I think you have to go – you have to experience – you have to experience pain and hurt to really appreciate joy and happiness. You know, like yeah. to appreciate if everything was just hunky dory your whole entire life, you would never know. And your expectations would be just, you know, all over the board. But I, you know, I think it's, and that's the circle of life, the journey of life is, you know, how you handle the struggles to then appreciate the good times. Yeah. You know, the fun part. Yeah. You appreciate, it, and then you seek those out. More mm-hmm. often, and try to make the bad times a little less bad. Yeah. You try to make it just a hike with your son instead of, you know, some crazy stuff yeah yeah but i just think i think that's a really cool part of your life that that you've been able to handle so much adversity and switch it and get another dream on top of it and just use another take another adventure like you can switch gears and you don't ever pigeonhole yourself into one thing yeah you know i just i just saw a thing on uh instagram there's a podcast i follow this hockey thing because i started playing hockey and i love it can't stop talking about it. I even told I told Kim I was like I'm sad hockey ended. All the guys we just like we left the locker room going well. I guess we'll, maybe we'll see you sometime. Oh. And the league starts back up in September. Dramatic. <laughs> it's, not like it's not like we're going to be gone that long. It's but like it, a month. You leave and it's like a forever goodbye. You're never going to see these people again. It's all the same people that play. But it it really has been a, a lot of fun. But there's this guy that's 43, mm-hmm. and he's a he's just not like he took a break because of his mom dying, his grandma dying, and he was going to play professional hockey. Took a break, became a firefighter, EMS. Now he's full circle, forty three years old, and he's about to be picked up as a professional hockey player. He Whoa. he's worked out, and he set his goal to like I just want to I just want to play professional hockey at some sort of level because I had that as a dream and so his wife is supportive and everything and now he's going to make he's going to be a professional hockey That's player incredible. at 43 a sport that you would think like oh this is a young man's sport you know yeah. all the physicality and everything in it yeah but he's like no fine. I mean I ha- I firefighting's amazing it's my dream too but this is also my dream so I'm just going to follow this path now you know he's get, he's getting picked up by a team in Switzerland oh and he's okay. going to fly over there, and they're going to move over there, and he's going to play professional hockey. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Like, yours is the exact same. Yeah. It's like... Well, I'm not going to Switzerland, but yeah. No, not Switzerland. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. L.A. to College Station, I don't yeah. know what the miles is, but it's probably close to the same. It's I mean, he's lot. in Canada, so... 
Yeah. I don't know what that comes out to, but yeah. same weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I am very blessed. I'm very blessed, and I, you know, it's easy to it's easy to focus on the the negative and the you know and the the hard times or the struggles and the pain. But looking back and and being able to talk about it and and it is I'm super blessed with an amazing family support system, friends, career. I mean, when I was competing, I had people I had people traveling all the way to San Antonio just to like just to cheer me on, and it was so cool, you know. So yeah. Um, super blessed and and I am so excited to just to see what the future has you know like what's next I think it'll be awesome that's what I that's what I want to know too what's next for I Sarah I don't know I don't know right now my focus is Ty um because he's just had such a crucial point in his life where he is super busy I mean he's playing football he's playing travel baseball and he's doing uh, Little Wranglers. And so, oh, nice. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Um, so we have a full schedule. And um, that's where I'm dedicated to right now. But recently, um, I had my CrossFit Kids program this summer. And I had one of the most successful programs that I've ever put out there. And it was incredible. And I really realized that not just fitness is my passion and leading and teaching, but teaching the youth that fitness is fun. Like, man, that was so cool to take this, like, negative outlook on, like, my mom's making me come work out today to, like, they worked out for an hour. They didn't even know that they were working out. They had so much fun, and they were like, I can't wait until tomorrow to come, you know? Like, oh, we don't have class tomorrow. Well, I'll be here on Wednesday, you know? And so um, I'm kind of exploring what that looks like. I've gotten with a couple of our current members at the gym that I coach at that do homeschool. And so we're trying to shout create, out to the homeschoolers. Like, shout out to the homeschoolers. We're trying <laughs> to create some programs um, that we can offer for the homeschoolers during the during the day, and then um, just see where I can fill a need because I there's tons of there's there's a need. I just got to figure out how to fig, how to fill that need. Yeah, because kids aren't in control of their schedules. So all yep. your moms and dads out there. Fitness is fun, and fitness is worth it. Like, get your kids there. Um, get your kids over to Sarah. Yeah, get your kids over to me, please. Um, but you're just trying to figure out the logistics of what that looks like. Um, I know fitness is in my life forever, so I'll be somewhere coaching all the time. Um, but mom is my number one priority right now. I actually just left Lululemon. Last Saturday was my last day um, because – of that because it took time away. Yeah. It took time away. And recently with losing my mom, it has really put a lot of things into perspective. And, um, my time with my kiddo is number one right now, number one. And so that's who, that's who I am right now is, is a, a mom and, and, uh, chauffeur and chef and, you know, all the things that come with that. But, um, I don't know. I think there's there's some powerful things on the horizon. I just don't know what they, I don't know logistically what they're going to look like. <laughs> that is the mindset. That's, that's the ticket right there. You got it. It's the ticket. It's like something powerful is on the horizon. It's, I always talk about PMA. Yeah. Positive mental attitude. That's right. Absolutely. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. Like that, the thought process of something big is on the horizon and I'm ready for it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It could be something totally out of the blue that I don't know. But I'm ready because mm-hmm. you have an advantage because you've already done it. And so you know something is on the, 
Yeah. You know something's there and you know how to make it work already. Yeah. But it's something a lot of people, I think, could benefit from. Because, you know, they go, oh, my boss is treating me bad at work. Oh, I don't like what I do for a living. You know, blah, 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 go on and on and on. Yeah. And they just need to know, like, it's scary. It is a super scary thing because of the way people make you feel when you're in that spot. Mm-hmm. That you can't switch it. Yeah. Especially with a family. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the more the more family you get, I mean, if you really look at the pros and cons of it, all of the decisions and the choices that I made, the cons list was way bigger than the pro list, you know? <laughs> but it's, faith is something you can't feel, you can't touch, and you can't see. You just have to believe in. And yeah. I believe... All of the decisions that I made, I believed wholeheartedly they were the right decisions. And they were. Like, whether – it doesn't matter if you call them a success or a failure or I'm not I'm not the owner of my gym anymore, but that's okay. Like, that doesn't mean it was a failure. It means, like, I served my purpose, you know? Like, I did I – I was there for what God intended me to be there, you know? And I think that's sometimes hard to realize because you want to – you have an idea of success and you want to see that. And if you don't see what your idea is, then it's a failure. That's not true at all. Like, that's that's not true at all, but that's really hard to, like, really wrap your head around. You know, all of that is. That's you can't see the success in that moment no, of that situation. No. You, know, you don't see the, the good benefits. Yeah. But when you make that hard decision and you follow, like, a belief in something, you know, like, hey, I believe that I need to give this up to be... With my family. Yeah. Which is a hard decision because for those who don't know, being close to her, that was like her baby. <laughs> it really was. You know, and if you start something and you want to see something succeed so bad, yeah. like Sarah wanted it to succeed, like any business that you're in, just think about your your lifeline. Like, this is my passion. This is my dream. I'm going to make this succeed. And it can succeed. But there's this other thing over here that you want. So now you have two things that you want, and you have to choose between one or the other because they both don't work. Right. And right. and to make that hard decision go, I'm picking this one over that one, and you have to let one go, and you make the right decision, which is the family part. Yeah. And now you're so much happier. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it was successful, not what my vision of successful was, but it was successful. Like, it, it successfully brought me back home to spend time with my family and, you know, be there for Ty and be able to do drop-offs and pickups and pack lunches. And I didn't get to do that for two years. You know, I didn't get to ask him how his day was from school. I didn't get to see him in the morning. Sometimes I wouldn't even see him all day, you know? So, um, and ultimately I opened a business an hour away from my home. Yeah. I had zero intentions of moving to Brenham. And so how can I ask a community to invest in me when I'm not invested in them? Yeah. You know, like yep. wholeheartedly invested in them. Sure, I'm here when the gym doors are open, but I'm not here. I'm not supporting your children at their events. I'm not going to fundraisers. I'm not doing these things because I have to get back to College Station. So it was inevitable that there was going to be an end to that, you know, and and there was, and that's totally okay, you know? Yeah. Totally okay. And I'm so, so stinking happy right now to be home and to be um, with my family and it gave me time with my mom. I mean, had I still been in Brenham the last two years, I wouldn't have been able to spend the time with my mom that I had. And man, that is, 
to now experiencing what we've just experienced, that was the last two years have been invaluable. I got to take her on her last trip. I got to like, you know, I just got to, I got to be with her on a random Wednesday and yeah. Yeah. that couldn't have happened. And it's the timing of it, you know, yeah. you think about the time, like the timing of how all that worked out. Yeah. But God is great. Like yeah. that's just, that's yeah. bottom line. You have to trust in, you have to trust in, it's not your plan, it's his. And when you think it's your plan, he's going to remind you that it's his plan and that he's got it under control. <laughs> it's, the you wrong, know? it's the wrong you way. You just got to have a little way. faith. And so, um, yeah, man, we're just super pumped. Just built a house, just living the dream. All sorts know? of, see, all sorts yeah. of good things happen yeah. when, that, when you follow those things. Yeah. And I have no doubt you're going to get into something great again and be I, good at it. Yeah. I'm really, our, my current gem, shout out to Soco Athletics. Um, <laughs> we are, we're... You can sponsor Darren if you like. Right, yes. I, yes. I, I'm, I'm free right now. <laughs> the only thing that sponsors me is uh, PMA. That's about it. Um, we're, I think we're on to something pretty magical there too. You know, I mean, we have some great programs that we've recently started and the great thing about Darren is he's up for anything to try anything. So I tell him like, Hey, I want to start a kid's class. He's like, all right, let's do it. You know? And so the same um, attitude you have. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's great. We're super, I mean, we've got a great team, um, at the gym and we just, we logistics really, you know, we're in a new space. We're in a new community in the sense of like our location. So we're just trying to figure out, work out all the kinks and then we're going to take over the world. (laughs) I'm sure Sarah Urban is going to take over the world. <laughs> Last name Urban is going to take over the world. I'm going to try at least. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, let's see. What other, so since, let's see, I want to ask you this question for okay. sure. Since leaving the business in uh-huh. Brenham, how many different, I guess, trips have you taken? Oh, gosh. We've taken quite a few. I've, I've, found out or realized that my soul is a true wanderlust soul and if I'm not traveling then I'm not happy so I've got to I've got to be strategic about planning because obviously we have school and this and that but at any any chance we get we try to we try to go somewhere so um just this year we've been to um Mexico uh, we went to Cancun with some friends and then we went to Hawaii and that was kind of our lifetime trip and yeah, we did it big. we were there for eight eight days and we did all of the things and ate all <laughs> of the food and we took Thai with us and it was amazing um and then I am in a couple of weeks or a couple of months I'm going to Vegas with a friend but we just try to travel Ty gets a fall break just like most kids get a spring break so Ty and I take a trip we went to um Charleston South Carolina last year oh right he just on. I said, pick a place you want to go, and he picked, randomly picked Charleston, Charleston. and so we went, and we, that's the trip we actually got to take my mom on, and so that was amazing, uh, we've been to the Dominican, to Jamaica, um, just trying to travel, and oh, we're going to Belize in um, oh. April, yeah, I mean, San Francisco, just, my goal is to, to make it to all 50 states, like, I want to I want to visit some place in all 50 states. But I have a list on my phone of all the places that I want to go when I see them I just write them down and you can have all the stickers on the back of your car, yeah. all the little state teams. Yeah, like I'll, I'll put them all in the back <laughs> of my car. Where you can't see out yeah. of the back or something. 
I, I truly believe that when Ty actually graduates and is on his own, like, you'll never see me because I'll always be traveling. I want to do missionary work. I want to go. But I just, right now, logistically, it, it's hard when it is my sole responsibility to make sure Ty gets to and from school yeah. and to all of his oh, stuff. Because yeah. Chris sure. works uh, daily, hard, long hours to support our family to enable us to have the life that we have. So, um, but yeah, when Ty graduates, Mama's gone. <laughs> Mama's out. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck in school. Have fun. Call me. Pitch me. <laughs> Call <know>. me. <laughs> but, yeah, I love to travel. Love it. Love it. If I'm not going somewhere, within two to three weeks, I start getting antsy. I'm like, even if it's just a quick trip to Fredericksburg or Austin or Houston, just I got to get out, you know? I got to move around. Yeah. Got to see the world. So how do you think you made all of this work and happen? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, I couldn't do any of what I do. Like, if, Well, I guess if I should rephrase that question, okay. but so better understanding. If you had to give people advice on how to make it work, um, like if somebody's going through a similar situation, like let's say it's even way back with the makeup thing. Sure. You know, how would you tell somebody – Looking back now, how, how, like advice on how to deal with it. Surround yourself with people that believe in you because I never heard the word no. I never heard the word you can't. Like that's not a good idea. You shouldn't, pro- you shouldn't do that. Like surround yourself with people that believe in you. And if there's people in your circle that don't believe in you and don't have faith in you, then reevaluate that because that's not, a, that's not, that's not who you, who, who you need to be around you. Um, but honestly, just, not not just having someone believe in you, but believing in yourself. Hey, you know, success or fail, we're going to learn something from it. I could have gone to California and completely flopped on my face and been terrified and wanted to leave. And that would have been okay, but at least I would have tried. You know, yeah. just like be okay with whatever happens. You know, just believe in yourself and believe that whatever you, whatever you have your mind set on, the outcome can't be wrong. Because there is no right or wrong. If I want to move to California, is, is it right or wrong? You can't say that it's wrong. You can't say that it's right, but you can't say that it's wrong either. Like, yeah. it's just a chance. Life is full of chances. <laughs> take the chance. Take the chance. I dig that. You know, like. I need to take your advice more. Yeah, I mean, it's just, but it, and there's something so empowering about it. So empowering and saying, yeah, no, like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm going to do it. And we'll see. You That's know? awesome. Like. It'll be fun. Did you always know about the people, like, the negative and the no? Because I actually heard Tate Fletcher. I'm, uh, that's, like, I'm kind of a fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only time I, like, fanboyed out when I saw him in person. <laughs> really. I don't do that with many people, but I did with him. <laughs> but he would, like, I heard him say, I changed the word can't to won't. Because then it takes accountability on me. Yeah. But that's later on in my life. So, I mean, I can't, I, I can look back now on different people that changed the path I went because I kept them in my circle. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept, I didn't do things because of these, these people because I'm a nice person, you know, mm-hmm. to, I thought that was being nice. Yeah. And really it's not, it's, it's the opposite. It's not taking care of, you know, the good things with me Yeah. and finding people that support me and I support them and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Did you always know that? Like even back when you're, you know, back in the first, the start of Sarah Urban out there and her adventures. No, I think, I mean, no, no, not at all. I had to go through some pretty serious, like, 
letdowns, heartbreaks, things like that to make me get to that point to realize, hey, you know, and truly when I found when I found CrossFit or my path down fitness is when life perspective changed because before, even prior to that, I was um, not confident. I had a lot of self-image issues because I was overweight and I was a people pleaser, you know, like mm-hmm. wanting to keep people in my life, make them just as happy as possible because I was afraid God, that if they, that. yeah, like if they left, then you're left alone, you know? Yeah. And so, and so no, it hadn't always been that way, but with, age comes experience and with experience comes you know like that whole thing but yeah I I do think one of the things that I have always had has been um my ability to speak my mind or have I have a very strong personality I haven't known you any different (laughs) (laughs) I have a very strong personality so I'm um but that's a positive and negative because I'm either Mm -hmm. I either we're either really close or we're not or you know like it it almost comes in a situation to where it can be like I struggle with the in-between you know to me it's like like you're love like you or leave you love you or hate you like yeah I don't have time for the middle because that's my personality like I don't have time for this if it's not gonna if it's not bringing positive joy to my life then I'm not gonna do it when maybe I should give somebody a chance maybe they're struggling you know so um my strong personality has kind of carried me through in moments of weakness. Well, I, and I mean, I think that part, though, to feel bad, like, I'm on the opposite side of you where I've always been very thoughtful about what I say, not to hurt, you know, Yeah. on, on that thing. And Kim is getting me so much better at being stronger at those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And I realize the benefit from it of uh, those like if you scare off those people, I think when you say like when you're when you have your opinions and you stick to them and you have a conviction, you know, you have a belief in something and you stick to it and yeah. you're not ashamed and you're not like saying that person's a bad person. No. But you also state what you believe in. Mm-hmm. What well, it can be simple when I say believe, it's not like a theology. Right, right. But for sure. when you state it, if those people leave, then they weren't meant to be there and they were gonna go anyway down. Absolutely. The line. So it's really not like you know, it's not like you're really Losing, you're, you're cutting it off early right. so that you can have more abundance later. Absolutely. You know? I could go down a whole rabbit hole with that because that's, <laughs> that's my personal growth with Lululemon was personal responsibility. It's not my responsibility. If you've asked me to be honest with you as a friend, it's not my responsibility how you react to my honesty. You've asked yeah. for it. I'm giving it to you. That's your responsibility to hear it and take it as positive feedback, not negative. And that's where we are as a society is like, you know, Hey Aaron, that shirt smells bad. And you're like, wait, what are you talking about? And something like, Oh yeah, my bad. I worked out today. You know, like you get, it just, it's, it's yeah. all on how we yeah. receive information and we don't know how to receive information anymore. And we don't know what candor is when somebody's like, I'm not going to be around the bush. I'm just going to tell you like, Hey, you're being ridiculous with what you're asking Kim to do. Like that's not, you're not being fair and we just can't receive it. And so it's so, and that's, that's my whole growth with Lululemon is through personal responsibility, integrity in the sense of being confident in who I am as a person and not apologizing for it. You know, like, you don't have to love it. It's totally fine. It doesn't change who I am. And we will go our separate ways and it's okay. Like we don't have to get in a conversation about it. You know, it's fine. It's, it's totally fine. So, yeah, yeah. Lulu, Lululemon was great for me. 
was absolutely great for me. Not my checkbook, but for me. <laughs> it was good for anybody who knew her and could get yeah, the discount. Yeah, I'll right. Say that. Yes, it was good for all the 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 close men friends that I had in my life. Yep. <laughs> the people who didn't necessarily want to buy Lululemon uh, at full price. Uh-huh. Uh, but now you're looking fly, walking yeah. around out yep. there. I haven't bought any shorts since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. it. It's been fun, Sarah. It has it's been awesome. Fun. Thank you. Uh, I hate that we had to have a podcast to catch up, but I know. maybe that's just what we needed. You know, it's funny. I've had some like one with Michael Whitehead, and it was the same thing where we it got cut off like three different times. So we did it four or five times. Oh wow! It got like erased. They were all good, and then they got erased at the end, or the audio got messed up, or whatever. Oh. But after that, now we call each other probably once a week, once every other week, oh. just to chit chat. We're like. Dude, this was so much fun. Yeah. Like, we got to call and talk to each other more often. Like, sure. oh, yeah, we're friends. We need to do that. <laughs> we do like yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, we like each other. Like, outside of just this podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, I've, I was a little nervous about it. I didn't know, like, what the how the flow was going to go, but it was great. You've done a great job. <laughs> you did a great job. You saved the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to sign us off? Uh, I let, I'll let the, the guest of honor sign us off. What do I say? You say deuces, peace out, whatever you say. Bye, see you later. <laughs> what do you want to say? Thank you for listening. <laughs>